So a big shout out to Saber Spark because I recently watched, if you know, mostly completed uh, his latest video where he talked about Unicorn Wars. Now I didn't know exactly what he was going to be talking about when I saw the thumbnail, but when he had the title in that thumbnail saying "This is not for kids." And it had a bear on there whose face was half uh, deformed, basically half wiped out. You know, I'm thinking to myself, what is this, right? So I tune in, and then that's when I find out about Unicorn Wars and, you know, how it came to be. And honestly, I will say this. Sabus Bark is right about one thing. This is a movie that's allegory you know, when it comes to talking about how devastating war can be and how it can change us no matter how we represent ourselves, especially if, especially if we're involved in, it, involved in it, if you will. You know, that the allegory utilized by using cutesy little Care Bear, MLP-like uh, characters in the Bears and Unicorns, who, by the way, a lot of fans still associate with MLP, even with G5. You know, to use it in that manner and show that even, you know, even the most beautiful, like unicorns are sometimes looked at as beautiful and everything, you know, to to use it in that manner to show that even the beauty there can be uh, turned ugly and everything because of war and what it does to us. I'll be honest, and I think Saber Spark hit it on the, hit it on the nose in a way, that it's not something you would have expected. You would have expected a, a, a movie like this, animated or not, to be mostly humans, you know, and show how the the uh, alle- you know basically show how the you know the the uh, situation of war, basically how it can change us, can be very reflective, you know, on each other. But you know, the thing is. You know, like I said, Saber pointed it on the nose. It's like none of us would have expected, what's the guy's name, Alberto, uh, to uh, make the movie the way he did with these characters being put in that position. I mean, you don't expect that. Now, I will say this. Nowadays, when you mostly see cutesy-like characters, like Care Bear-like parodies uh, being utilized in adult animation, is basically to make a mockery of what they represent. Or they're brought in to basically be slaughtered and mutilated and everything because of what they represent. You know, you don't expect something like this. You don't expect something like this. You don't expect something so violent, horrific, you know, mature, dramatic, psychedelic. I mean, you don't expect something on the levels, I wouldn't say mostly of heavy metal, but it feels very close to that in many ways. I mean, we all know that heavy metal if you will, heavy metal back in the early 80s, and including its sequel, but mostly the original, really surprised people with its not just its stunning animation, but what it represented, what it brought to the dance. And, you know, to me, I look at something like Unicorn Wars, and I, I can truly say that if we were looking for a heavy metal of the 21st century, of the 2020s, I think we may have just found it. 
I think Unicorn Wars might be, as crazy as it sounds, the heavy metal of 2022-2023. No joke. No joke. It it feels like it's, you know, in it feels like it has assumed that position, if you will, of being the movie of from over 40 years ago, from over 40 years ago. It feels like it is now that movie of today. It does. I mean, you know, Sable Spark basically said there was stuff in the film when he was showing highlights of it. He could not show. He could not show because, not of his graphicness. No, no, no. Because of the fact, because of the fact, ladies and gentlemen, there is nudity. And you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. Believe me. Believe me. You have to be careful because I'll give you an example. One of the videos I put up last week, that little compilation video of the sinking, of the submerged sinking animated females, if you will, with a compilation of several um, CGI SFM renders of um, iconic, or I guess you could say, well-renowned animated females in the past, you know, decade or so, in being, you know, being submerged, sinking and being submerged willingly into a gooey substance. I had to edit around that because parts of it had nudity, and I don't want to take a chance with YouTube, you know. But anyway. Anyway, to get back to what Saber Spark was saying, he couldn't show any other highlights outside of what he could because of the graphicness, you know, in its nature and potential graphicness in its sexuality representation. I mean, there is a... I mean, here's the thing. I haven't seen Unicorn Wars myself yet, and I probably will eventually. Heck, I do know this. I plan to get Unicorn Wars when it physically comes out to Blu-ray in May. That's what I plan to do. Yes, digitally it's available to rent right now. In several weeks, digitally it'll be available to purchase. There's no doubt. But me... I'm not just going to do that, but I'm also going to physically buy a copy of that film. Why? Because not only not only is G Kids distributing it, you know, digitally and physically, and it would add to my G Kids anime collection, if you will. But I also consider it to be an anime the way it's designed, the way it comes across, even though it's from another country or several other countries, that being France and Spain. So I have, so even, so I have no problem looking at it as anime because of the way, you know, at least anime from another, a few other countries, you know, I have no problem looking at it as an anime inspired by what they see in Japan, but brought over to the western side of the world, oh, thanks to the likes of France and Spain. I have no problem putting it under the anime category because of that. I really don't. You know, I really don't. But to me, when I, well, to me when I look at this, I'm like. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised by, you know, what what is, you know, showcased here. And that alone to me, that alone to me is worth 
not only adding it to the collection, but at least giving it one view. At least one view because of the uniqueness, the craziness that it brings to the table. In fact, one person in their YouTube uh, review uh, video that they did on it, which I haven't watched yet, but one person basically said in the title of the video, it's a fever dream. And it just might be because, you know, Sabersbach basically said that the ending is what really throws anybody off because of what happens at the end. And the ending is kind of very horror-like. In fact, when you go to YouTube, and you know YouTube now allows you to purchase or rent movies, right? And it has a cat- and they have them categorized in certain genres, right? Well, Unicorn Wars, according to YouTube, is categorized as horror. And yeah, I could say it does fall under that, especially when you look at the ending, because the ending is very, I guess you could say, horror-related or horror-inspired, if you will. But outside of its inspiration, the ending that is, the ending that is, what we see afterwards is like, okay, what message are you giving us here, right? With what occurs afterwards as we end the movie. What, do you, what message are you giving us here? You know, what, what are you saying? You know, and that's why I think this one guy put in his title when he's reviewing Unicorn Wars, it's a fever dream. Because when you get down to it, when you get down to it, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, basically, that is kind of what it is. Yes, it's an allegory of how devastating war can be. You know, on any person, no matter how you are viewed, whether you're viewed as beautiful or cutesy or adorable or whatever, you know, or representing being one with nature, war could change you in unexpected, disturbing ways. You know, yes. So, yes, the allegory is there that the allegory there represents that, that war could change you no matter how you're viewed, you know, viewed at or view yourself in unexpected, you know, despicable, devastating, disturbing ways. There is no doubt. But, but when you add in the abstractness, the psychedelicness sometimes, because of that one scene or so, and other other scenes probably related to it. And, you know, you add that in there, and then you add the ending, you know, and all that. It's like, okay, we get the allegory, we get the message about how devastating war can be and how it changes you in a disturbing way, no matter how you're viewed or how you view yourself. But it's like, what is the ending supposed to represent, right? What is the ending representing? I mean, I mean, it's one thing to you know incorporate maybe the fact that well, they they kind of do, but not really. I mean, one of the allegories that they to try to send a message about is, you know. The manipulation of the of religion, like whatever religion you believe in, you know, whether it's Christianity, Christianity, Buddhism, you name it, whatever. You know, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Christianity, Buddhism, Catholic, um, 
Jehovah Witness, you name it, whichever, whichever you know, religion you follow, you know, you have to be careful of being manip- of the manipulation that the person that you're listening to, you know, that's supposed to be like this, who not supposed to be, but presents themselves as this higher archy of of that religion or hierarchy representation of that religion you have to be careful of how of how you hear the message they're giving to you because the message could be very manipulative the message could be very you know board could basically be very you know like hey this is not what the bible says this is not what you know the good book says you know so you have to, it is an allegory that you have to be careful of the manipulation of, relig, of the religious texts and all that by those that feel, you know, they have the higher anarchy and power to make it, to, you know, to make you listen and make you believe that this is how it's supposed to go when you pretty much could read, you know, the Bible or the good, or the good book or whatever religious text you read and believe in and it says otherwise. So I can understand the allegory of, okay, war can change you no matter how you view yourself or others view you. I understand the allegory of, you know, be careful about listening to people's manipulation of the good word, depending on your religion. But again, the ending is just mind-boggling. Because we know that apparently there's a prophecy and everything, and we don't know if that game became, you know, got fulfilled. And what we see at the end is the result. We don't know. You know, we don't know. But it is one of those situations, ladies and gentlemen. It is one of those situations that when you look at this film, or you hear people talk about it, and it gets you intrigued. Like it's got me intrigued, thanks to Saber Spark. You know, you yourself are going to want to see it probably once, maybe twice, to try to figure out, maybe even multiple times, who knows, to try to figure out and piece together, okay, what is the meaning of all this? Where does this all connect? How does it all connect, if you will, in the long run? You see, that, that is what this kind of movie does to you, especially if you haven't seen it. But others have. It makes you want to watch it so that you, unlike them, could try to piece together what the meaning is. It, it makes you want to do that. You know, not only because of you know, what it represents, the, the message, the allegory of the messages that I've just talked about of you know, how war can change you and being deceived by the manipulation of the good work. Word from what it's does from what it's originally supposed to say and what somebody's presenting to you, what they say it says, and all that. You know, you know. Despite you know getting you know getting the under, you know getting an understanding of that allegory of messages on both those fronts. You know, outside of that, you, you want to know exactly. Okay, what does this all represent? You know, it's like what what is the end? What is the message at the end? What what does the ending represent? What is this? Oh, it's like you know, where do the pieces come together? Where do the pieces fit together to where we could figure out when it's all said and done, and we watch the entire film and we see that ending? 
you know, where does it all fit in that we can say to ourselves, okay, now we get it. Now we know what makes sense. You know, now we see the connection and why this ending is presented the way it is. You know, a movie like this, when you hear other people talk about it, like Saber Spark and many others, it intrigues you to want to see it yourself. And like I said, see, it's possibly to see it once because maybe you can get it just on one viewing, maybe twice, maybe, you know, multiple times. But, you know, it makes you want to see it so that at least when you watch it on, you know, on your first try, your second try, your third try, you can at least get that understanding of, okay, I get it. I see what the message is. I see what this is all about. I see what, you know, I understand what that ending represents and what we're seeing represents. That's what this movie does. It really does. And again, the same could be said for what I said it's the equivalent of here in 2023, Heavy Metal. We had an anthology of stories sewn throughout Heavy Metal, but they all had one connective, one connective continuity, and none of us really got it until after multiples, I guess you could say, viewings, and some of us did get the ending. Some of us did get the the ending and the idea of, oh, okay, hey, now it makes sense. Now we see, you know, what the message is. You know, now we see what it all ties together. It, it feels like it's one of the, it feels like, it's, it, basically it feels like it's in that category and why I say it's the heavy metal of this year because, again, like I said, heavy metal took multiple viewings before people got the idea and got the, you know, you know kind of pieced it all together and figured out, okay, now we see how this all connects, you know, and why this now kind of makes sense. Heck, revolutionary girl Utena, or Utena, if you will. Uh, but Revolutionary Girl Utena, the movie, which is based off the manga, which is based off the anime series. Basically, it's a reboot of all that condensed into one film. Nobody understood, nobody understood, basically, the reason why Utena, Utena, you know, turned into a car at towards the end of the film. Nobody did. But over multiple viewings and hearing what others have had to say about it and also taking what the director behind the film in his commentary uh, said as well, we finally were able to piece all the things together. That basically, basically Utena, Utena became the vehicle that Anthony needed, you know, to leave the academy and to go into the real world. She was the vehicle that once they professed the love for each other and professed the fact that they both wanted the same thing, the person that was needed or was, was well, not well, not just needed. Let me, okay, almost got tongue-tied. But like I said, the person that was basically being pushed as the vehicle to, you know, help Anthony in the long run, became that vehicle for her to drive herself out. And it took Anthony the courage to realize, yes, this is what I want to do. Because we see that after Utena, Utena, turns into a car, she starts to rust and fall apart. But why? Because Anthony has not made her decision. 
And what she has in her hand that was once the rose ring is now a rose key. And that without placing the key into Utena as a car, Utena as a car, she's basically stating she has not made up of her, her mind. But when she starts remembering, you know, exactly what was told to her before, you know, she realizes that, yes, this is, this, this is my decision. I want to do this. She puts the key into, Anthe, uh, into Utena, Utena, if you will, in her car mode, and takes off. And it's during the drive, during the race, if you will, that we see Utena also evolve in car form from the form she initially has to a more sleeker sports car-like form that goes faster that gets them out of there. And then we see the final evolution when, you know, the, when the ghost guy, you know, ghost brother of Anthe, if you will, is, or whatever he is, tries to keep them there. And Anthe is like, nope, I'm not going to do this, despite the fact that Utena Utena as a car is being broken down into pieces to a skeletal, to a skeleton, what, what, hold on. Is being broken down to her skeletal uh, structure, if you will. You know, the last form of that evolution is them saying, you know, to revolutionize the world and they're pushing forward. And that's when you see, you know, Utena's back to human form, but naked along with Anthony now. And they're now riding off on what remains of the Utena car on top of it, making out as they're going into the real world, into the unknown to begin a new life. And like I said, you know, despite the fact that that took several viewings and taking what the commentate, what the director said in his commentary about it into context and then hearing what other people have had to say throughout the years, people did finally get the idea. They finally got the message. Some even got it right off the bat, like, oh, we get it now. We see what the message is. But outside of that, it took people like me multiple viewings, you know, multiple understandings, you know, from other people that have seen it, as well as the commentary from the director to get that message of, oh, you know, Utena becoming a car represented going Anthe's, or represented being Anthe's vehicle, you know, to go into the outside world. In fact, we could even say that throughout the film, that's what she was becoming. She was becoming the vehicle you know, for Anthe to go into the outside world and the final three steps, I, should, I think final four steps basically for that to happen was for Utena to become the literal vehicle for her to drive in, for Anthe to drive her, for her to become a, a, an evolved form of the vehicle, a more sleeker, faster, more powerful vo- version, and then Anthe to, to say what she said. And I know I've been, I know I talked about that a little longer than I should have, but the point is, the point is you kind of understand it now as it relates to the entire film. So when you look at something like Unicorn Wars here, when you look at something like Unicorn Wars, you're like, you know, basically, what what is the meaning? It's like you get, like I said, the allegories and the message of how war could change you no matter how people view you or you view yourself. You know, we understand the allegory and the message of, you know, don't let somebody manipulate, you know, the words of the good book, of the Bible, of your text of belief and religion in a manner that manipulates you and makes you believe what they want you to believe. You know, we get that. We get that and everything. 
But it's the ending. Does the ending represent the the fulfilling of a prophecy that's talked about at the beginning? Or is it just something more that just came out of nowhere? You know, what is it? We don't know. We don't know. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's going to take, it's going to take, you know, for some it will take maybe just one viewing, okay? But for others, it will take, you know, two viewings, three viewings, multiple viewings, you know, to figure it out themselves, to figure out, okay, what does this represent? And after maybe two viewings, three viewings, multiple viewings, they will get it. I guarantee you that's that's what's going to happen. They will get it. I mean, Saber's Bark even sounded like he didn't even get it during his review. It's like he was trying to guess, okay, is this what it means? Is that what it means? You know, is this the prophecy fulfilled? Even he wasn't sure. You know, even he wasn't sure. So for a movie to do that, to me, did its job. Did It did its job in getting you intrigued. And everything to want to see it after other people have seen it and are talking about it. It's gotten you intrigued to try to figure out, you know, the overall message yourself. Because now you want to, you want to view it. You want to see it. You want to add it, you know, as a a part of your collection down the line. So you can watch it as many times as you want to try to figure out that message. To try to figure out what this fever dream, as that one person said in his YouTube title video, in the title of his YouTube video, this fever dream of a movie, you know, has to offer what it's about. So, to me, it did its job, just like heavy metal, in my opinion, did its job back in, ni- in the early 80s and everything, and got people wondering for years exactly what the message was, the allegory message was of that film. And finally, after maybe two viewings, three viewings, multiple viewings, people finally got it. And that's not a joke. That's not a lie either. But yeah, Unicorn Wars to me is definitely one I'm willing, I am going to be checking out. Look, I could rent it, there's no doubt, but I'm not going to rent it. I'm going to wait till it comes out on digital and physically to get this film. I really am. Because to me, it did its job on me. It got me invested. It got me intrigued to want to see exactly what this film is all about and why even someone like Saber Spark can't even in his own review can't even figure out what the message or what the ending of this film you know is is it a representation of the message that was given or not the message but the prophecy that was given at the start of the film you know what is it we don't know but I'll tell you this it's got me intrigued I'll tell you right now I tell you right now I'll tag him here it's going to have Frank Hill intrigued and everything it's going to have you know, Patrick Butler intrigued. It will have Zara Nisrak intrigued of Multimedia Chronicles. I guarantee you, it'll get them intrigued because of, I'll tell you right now, right, I'll tell you. If this, if this is not, uh, if this is not what I look at as the heavy metal of the 19, of 2023, 40 years plus after the first one, I don't know what is. I don't know what is, honestly, but to me, to me, this did its job because if it's got people reviewing it like Saber Spark, even still confused about its ending, it did its job. It did its job. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Let me know if any of you have seen Unicorn Wars. Let me know if any of you have seen Unicorn Wars. 
What are your thoughts on it? How did you feel about it? What do you think you know it represents overall with its ending? If you've seen it, you know that. Let me know down below and in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. You will get an audio podcast version of this at B.W. Rosas Productions. Not production, but discussions, I should say. Not discussions. <laughs> at B.W. Rosas Discussions, I should say. You will get an audio version of this, you know, there to listen to whenever you want. More specifically, I recommend re- listening to it on Spotify. It, you know, that helps me out in the long run, too. Also, ladies and gentlemen, you can click on the upper left-hand corner if you're watching on YouTube. Excuse me, if you're you know, watching on YouTube, you can click on the upper left-hand corner at the end screen here to check out my Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, check me out at divanart.com. It says BVW1979. Ain't it uh, for stuff there you can't find anywhere else, you know, artistically? Also, ladies and gentlemen, check me out at Vimo at BW Rosas for content you can't get anywhere else, especially due to copyright reasons and for other reasons, you know, when it comes to YouTube. Also, check me out at Patreon.com, says BW Rosas. Support me with a $1 or $3 tier. Also, ladies and gentlemen, check me out at Venmo at Brian-Walmer-2 and cash app at BWRosas98. It'll help me out tremendously financially there if you can do that. But yeah, guys, to me, Unicorn Wars did its job. It's got me invested to want to see it and everything. Big shout-out, like I said, to SaberSpark for reviewing it and giving his thoughts on it because even he's still confused by that ending. So big shout-out to him. Also... So, oh, yeah, so, yeah, let me know what your guys' thoughts are and everything, and all that. But, yeah, big shout-out to Saber Spark Arc for doing the review. It's got me invested, and I'm sure it's going to get a lot of people invested. And to me, I still look at this as the heavy metal equivalent of 2023, compared, basically being what heavy metal was na- then in the 1980s, early 80s. I think that's what Unicorn Wars is now. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. And until next time, I will talk to you all later.